What's happening, Roger Stone? Senator Mark Warner, uh, the ranking Democrat on the Senate Intelligence Committee, uh, yet again uh, repeated the falsehood that I had advanced no knowledge of uh, the hacking of John Podesta's email. Whether it is Adam Schiff who has maligned me, or whether it is Senator Mark Warner, or whether it is Senator John McCain. But let me tell you something, Alex. These guys are pussies. Schiff looks like the archetype, archetypal cocksucker. I think he needs to be confronted with He's sucking globalist work. dick. I'm not against gay people, okay? I love them, they're great folks. There's something about this fairy hopping around, bossing everybody around, trying to intimidate people like me and you. I want to tell Congressman Schiff, hey, listen, asshole, quit saying Roger and I, and I, don't, I never used cussing in 22 years, but uh, the gloves are off. Listen, you son of a bitch. What the fuck's your problem? You want to sit here and say that I'm a goddamn fucking Russian? You get in my face with that, I'll beat your goddamn ass, you son of a bitch. You piece of shit. You fucking goddamn fucker. Listen, fuckhead, you have fucking crossed the line. Get that through your goddamn fucking head. Stop pushing your shit. You're the people that have fucked this country over and gang raped the shit out of it and lost an election. So stop shooting your mouth off claiming I'm the enemy. You got that, you goddamn son of a bitch? Fill your hand. I'm sorry, but I'm done. You start calling me a foreign agent. Those are fucking fighting words. Excuse me. What up, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind of Manson podcast. Hope you guys are all having a great day, a wonderful day, a beautiful day, a powerful day. Don't let nobody tell you you can't do nothing different, damn it. We back, ladies and gentlemen. We ain't never left. We took a week off a couple weeks back, but ain't nothing changed. We still kick ass every Monday. You guys know the drill. I try not to cuss, but sometimes shit fucking happens. You know what I'm saying? So, here we are, another day, another dollar. Tell me about your guys' day. What did you guys do today after you woke up and brushed your teeth? I hope you brushed your teeth, because all the shit that everybody talks nowadays, I hope they at least remember to brush their teeth, because hygiene is everything, ladies and gentlemen. You understand? Hygiene is everything. You ever been talking to a motherfucker at Walmart or something that you ain't seen in forever, just a quick what's up, and you're like, motherfucker, brush your teeth, you son of a bitch. I said, that's some nasty shit right there, man. So, shout out to everybody that that gives a fuck about hygiene, man. Because there's a whole lot of people out there that don't know nothing about it. Don't nothing, don't know nothing, no, no, not, 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 not about fucking hygiene, man. It's, it's called self-care, ladies and gentlemen. Which is what I think everybody should do. Everybody deserves self-care. Here's what you need to do. You need to spoil the fuck out of yourself once in a while, ladies and gentlemen. You know what I'm saying? You need to buy you some new shit once in a while. Go wash your vehicle. You know what I'm saying? Go go take yourself out to eat just by yourself at your favorite spot with nobody. And just, just vibe out and chill. You know what I'm saying? Just vibe out and chill. You know what I'm saying? That's what you guys gotta do. There ain't nothing, there ain't nothing to it. That's just exactly what you gotta do. 
You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, the majority majority of us got to get up and go to a fucking job that we don't like, work with people we don't like, spend time away from our families and our loved ones, and, you know, just do the everyday life shit. You know what I'm saying? Pay fucking bills, buy groceries. You know, if you got kids, making sure your kids are set up and taken care of before you are. Because that's just life, man. That's how we do it. That's how we're supposed to do it. You know what I'm saying? If he was raised right and got a good head on your shoulders, then I ain't got to... Then I'm preaching to the choir. You know what I'm saying? For, for those of you, you know, uneducated, lazy, loser motherfuckers. And I don't mean educated with like a... With like book smarts and shit. I mean common sense and respect. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people talk shit about fucking today's generation and shit. I'm kind of one of them. Because the older I get, the more and more I'm finding out I'm turning into the back in my day guy. Which is fine. Um, Like I told some kids a long time ago. At least my generation don't shoot up schools. And at least we knew what bathrooms to use. And at least we weren't afraid to play outside. We got good taste in music. I'm just going to shut the fuck up. Nah man. But there's a lot of good kids out there with good heads on their shoulders. So shout out to all y'all. And all y'all fucking Lil Pump, Lil Xan wannabes. Stop that shit man. You're not going to get a job with that shit on your face. And you're not going to be able to pass a fucking... You 15, 16 year olds, you can't pass your driver's license with that much zanny in your fucking system. You know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, man. Got a couple announcements to uh, make real quick, man. Uh, some changes coming to the podcast, y'all. Some changes coming to the podcast. Song of the day. If you could, uh, if you could tell last week's podcast, we did not have a song of the day, and we had some tracks. Some of my favorite songs playing in the background You know what I'm saying Um, Just tracks that I enjoy By artists I enjoy I think that you should listen to them too You know I'm not always going to have this music playing in the background You know what I'm saying Um, I started out With this podcast pretty small Um, Didn't expect much from it Didn't think I would Uh go this far as I have with it but it's awesome man it's amazing I'm so happy thank you guys all the way all over America love you guys all over America man all you crazy bastards overseas I just found out I had an audience in India so shout out to you guys in India crazy bastards all the way from Colorado cheers to you guys but yeah man um couple changes that are going to be happening on the podcast is a song of the day uh, will return once in a while. It's not going to be an everyday thing, especially since I'm, you know, going to be having some tracks in the background. You know what I'm saying? And strain of the day is going to probably go away too, because um, sometimes I record these podcasts back to back, or sometimes two a day, or three a week, and... I'll just be reviewing the same strain as the last podcast. Just know the wax pen is always in my hand. And the flower is just in the other room. Do you know Do you know what I'm saying? So it's not like that has to be a worry. Do you, get, do you understand what I'm saying? 
Do you, do you get what the words are that are coming out of my mouth? You got it? Okay, I hope you guys got it. So, I think the strain of the day is going to show back up when I uh, start having guests. You know what I'm saying? So, when I start having guests, uh, it'll be a special occasion strain of the day. Um, and I might have them pick a song of the day. And then we might play their song of the day. Um, we're going to still be kicking ass every Monday. Um, the podcasts are going to get longer. I started out uh, at like the 35, 45 minute mark. And then I just don't know how to shut up. So, you, you know what I'm saying? So, like like I said, man, we're we, we just going to keep going on Mondays. Every Monday is when we're going to kick ass. Like we always have been. Um, Subjects are going to start getting more serious. More and more serious. Um, I'm still going to have the, uh, you know, the crazy shit, the paranormal shit, the scary shit, which is today we are going to tell some uh, scary stories. So it's story time with your Uncle Manson as I get really, really fucking blasted it. Um... Bought my old woman Brand new set of tits I tested them out Buddy they're the shit Tell them Wheeler Who else is waiting for Wheeler Walker Jr. to get off his hiatus He took a Social media hiatus He took a music hiatus But hey When you sell more records than the fucking Beatles and Garth Brooks combined, you could do whatever you want. And that's exactly what fucking Wheeler Walker Jr. did. Nah, man. um, Yeah, man. The podcast is going to start getting more... uh, Here, little by little, you'll see the production quality start going up and 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 up. Um, What else? Uh be real uh unveiling or revealing or however you want to say a whole whole all new logo for the podcast um yeah man just some big changes but some minor changes but we're still gonna keep the same flow do you know what i'm saying keeping the same flow going you know what i'm saying so just know guys that uh this is a lot to take in. Um, 100% independent. I'm doing all of this myself. Um, I did a cover of this song, actually, by the way. It's on my Instagram. Oh, so go follow me on IG at Manson8305. M-A-N-S-Y-N, that is. Um, I do all this shit myself, y'all. I come up with all this cool-ass content for, for y'all with the podcast. And then the music is just on a whole other level. I am getting better and better every day i'm making the best music of my life it's not even fair how good this fucking music is turning out so keep in mind i have a regular life with loved ones and people that i care about and people that i hang that i hang out with and gotta try to make time to hang out with i'm at a job that i'm at way too much um which is starting to take a toll on me, like, mentally. Especially because that place is fucking haunted. But I'm spending way too much time at work that it's... 
It's difficult to find time for the podcast and the music and make it top notch, but somehow I still fucking do it. And at the same time, family time suffers. Uh, you know, time with you know with friends and loved ones, and and you know, and hot chicks suffer at the same time. So, you know. But it's all for you guys. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's all for the podcast. It's all for. It's all for y'all, man. Straight up, like there ain't no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I got fans, man, and I'm blessed to have fans. Do you know what I'm saying? So I'm just excited to like be able to do this for y'all because. I'm just so happy with it, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. It's just weird. Like, never ever would have thought that I'd have a podcast and be as good as I am about uh, you know, just you know, just with everything. You know, so I'm I'm just really excited, you know, so shout out to all y'all for listening. Love y'all very much. So, hell yeah, man. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. But yeah, man. Um, let's just get into it, shall we? Let me hit this wax pen. Y'all know the deal. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna do strain of the day. I already said that. I'll tell y'all what's in it though. Lives, live sugar, or figure sour diesel in live sugar form, y'all. So that's good shit. You guys checking out any good concerts this summer? What are you guys checking out? What do you guys like to listen to? Uh, I just saw Eric Church for two days at the Pepsi Center. That was sick. Got a podcast coming out about that one. Uh, what else do I got? Do I, am I going to go see? Oh, uh, see, so saw Eric Church already. Um, I'll be going to wrestling here in a little bit. Here in a here in about a week, I'll be going to a WWE house show. They're house shows, Vince, not fucking live events. Get it, get it together, motherfucker. Nah, man. Um, I'm a huge wrestling fan. Everybody that knows me knows that. But I'll I'll be going to wrestling. I'm gonna go see wrestling. It'll be my first wrestling show. Um, because every time wrestling comes to Colorado I'm always busy doing something and this time that they're coming I'm not busy so I'm excited about that I believe it's going to be a Smackdown house show because they're advertising like Kofi Kingston Kevin Owens and you know Bailey and all them Tuesday motherfuckers um me and a me and a buddy were just talking about going to see Slipknot and Volbeat so that should be sick me and my dad are going to Zach Brown and Lucas Nelson this August. Um, 
shout out to Alamosa, man. They're bringing Parmalee down for the uh, Alamosa Roundup Rodeo, which is the annual rodeo that we have here in Alamosa. It's been going on forever, but this is the first time they're actually bringing somebody serious. So I'm just hoping they don't throw them on that lame-ass blue stage that I was telling you guys about a couple podcasts ago. Because my hometown has this, like, local stage that they set up at the local, like, little festivals where they have, like, the corn vendors and selling Native American jewelry. I performed on that stage at fucking 15 years old, and it was a rinky-dink piece of shit stage back then. You know, my Ford Ranger can pull that stage. That's how tiny and rinky-dink that fucking stages that's how light that stage is you know it's not a big stage at all so let's just hope they don't throw parmalee and disrespect the fuck out of these nashville superstars by throwing them on the lamest fucking piece of equipment that alamosa has to offer so shout out to them for uh bringing parmalee um let's just hope it goes well man um stampede's bringing randy hauser uh, which is in uh, Monta Vista, which is a town 15 miles away. I have a podcast on that coming out soon. Um, Tech Nine was just in Denver for two days at the Fillmore. I miss that shit. One thing I am really, really, really fucking sad about, though, man, is uh, I'll be fucking missing Garth Brooks this Saturday at uh. I was going to say Sports Authority Field, but it's just, uh, I think, Mile High Stadium or the Denver Broncos Stadium. Anyway, it's where the Denver Broncos play. Garth Brooks sold that shit out in like eight minutes. I'm fucking salt, sad and salty about it. Fuck y'all. Fuck all y'all that are going to be there having a good time, and I'm not fucking fuck y'all. Um, Colorado's the shit, man. Not only can you not get in trouble in Denver for mushrooms, you can get marijuana on every corner. Um... We got some of the dopest schools with some of the hottest chicks that go to them. Uh, And one thing I hear everybody say, it doesn't matter if it's like Tech 9 to Eric Church to Corey Taylor from Slipknot to David Draymond from Disturbed to fucking Rob Zombie to... No matter who I've seen live, they say Colorado has a certain energy. Name nothing like it. They ain't nothing like Colorado's energy for concerts, so... I'm excited about that shit, y'all. I am. That makes me happy. Shout out to my home state. Shout out to to my home state for fucking bringing that energy, man. Uh, what else am I gonna go? See? Oh, Fozzie. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. For the first time in years that I can think of, Chris Jericho's band, Fozzie, will be uh doing a western leg of their tour. Which starts out and I think they go to Denver Springs and then Grand Junction. And they do like the Southwest and the Western part of America. Because uh, they're doing a big, big horror show, I think. I think, I believe it's with Iron Maiden at the new stadium in LA. So this is a big tour. Um, so... I'm going to get a meet and greet pass to meet the guys in Fozzie. And it should be pretty dope. It should be pretty, pretty dope, y'all. So, yeah, man, it should be fun. What 
the fuck is going on? What the fuck? Fuck, I ain't leaving. This is my fucking house. Motherfucker. My pistol is next to me. Come at me, bro, motherfucker. Come the fuck on. So I keep hearing like these fucked up noises going around. So I think it must be time to get into... I think we must take a hit, ladies and gentlemen, and get into some stories. Mm-hmm. I'm tripping out. Don't worry, there ain't nothing a little marijuana can't fix. Accidentally stumbled upon a crazy combination the other night. I don't know if I should tell you guys or not, because I don't want to be responsible. For people trying it and and something happening to y'all, I ain't gonna be responsible. Just know it involves dabs, a couple joints, melatonin, and a blowjob ski, and hallucinations started to fucking happen. So Alright, y'all, let's do this shit. So, I have not read any of these. If they start sucking on the way through, I'm just gonna apologize, hang my fucking head in shame, and just keep going, y'all. Just keep fucking going. Alright, so, this one's called The Figure in Dark Robes. So, I've told this to a few, and while the creepy is scary, subjective in the context of the context of my life. See, I'm already fucking up. Alright, fuck, fuck the introduction. Let's just get into it. I was a freshman in high school of my hometown in Wisconsin. I was sleeping over at my friend Tom's house. We were watching a movie in his living room when he suddenly got a phone call. I watched as he listened to what was being said on the other end of the line. I watched as emotion poured out of his face as he threw his phone across the room. After moments of crying, he told me that a boy at my school had committed suicide. Damn. And I only knew this this boy through uh, seeing him in the halls. My friend Tom and I didn't go to the same high school. Tom had gone to the middle school, had gone to middle school with this boy. Apparently, Tom bullied him during those years. He wasn't proud of it, and to be honest, he was pretty surprised because he was a great guy. Bullies are pussies. That's another podcast for another time. I'm going to piss people off with my stance on bullies. Just kick their ass because they ain't shit. Anyway, he 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 felt bad about bullying that kid. So we decided to sneak out and go for a walk. This was roughly maybe 1990, maybe 1991. We were freshmen in high school. Now sneaking out was nothing new. We always did it. At the time, we weren't into drugs, alcohol, or partying. We just liked freedom and walking the streets at night. You know, the discussions as always. Normally, we'd walk through a big cemetery that was near my house. It was behind the train tracks that still ran through the through the town I lived in. It shows the town, but I don't want to say it because I'm, I'm Hispanic from the valley. I can't pronounce shit. 
But anyways, it says that they love the danger of the cemeteries, the scares when they were kids, the rite of passage as we walked along the train tracks leading to the cemetery. We stopped to this day. I can't explain why. We had walked into that cemetery dozens of times and on scarier nights. In fact, for what reason, we didn't want to go there. I don't know if the thought of death on our minds due to my classmate's suicide was a factor. Perhaps regardless, without really saying anything to each other, we stopped, turned around, and decided to head down a nearby street. So those two, these two kids was like, fuck that. So now in retrospect, I do have to say, throughout this walk, things seemed off. There wasn't a car in sight. This was suburbia. Even walking through the town's main street was odd because there were there just wasn't any cars. That's odd. It was roughly after midnight. It was a weekend night. If it's like Alamosa, bro, they ain't gonna be shit in town. Anyway, where is everybody? Maybe it's just a strange coincidence. Lastly, there was something in the air. Both Tom and I felt even brought it up. We even brought it up. It feels weird tonight. The air, the lights, everything feels weird. So we decided to walk down the dead end street. And at the end of the dead end street was a ditch with a simple up and down, up trail, up a trail led to the street that I lived on. Simple enough, right? Keep in mind, as I get into the horrifying part of the story, that we were in the suburbs. These weren't old, creepy houses. In other words, this is his fucking uh, nice way of saying this wasn't the ghetto. This wasn't the hood. This wasn't the barrio. This wasn't the fucking... This wasn't, you know... This wasn't the fucking bow wow. So anyway... Tom and I are walking down the street. We're looking down the road beneath our feet as we, we are looking down the road, we are looking at fucking marijuana, man, you can't tell stories for, you can tell stories, but the words can't come out of your mouth, as Tom and I were walking down the street, we're looking down at the road beneath our feet as we walk, I don't remember the exact conversation at this particular moment, perhaps we were talking about the tragedy of that night, but it could have just been easily, you know, about a Star, uh, Star Wars or, or some, or some shit, it don't say some shit, I'm just putting my own twist on it. As we approached the dead end, which was a few hours away, Tom and I suddenly stopped. We did so the same without saying a word to each other. Our heads slowly turned to each other, both sensing something, the hair on our arms, back and neck standing high. Then our gaze slowly moved towards the unison, toward, <laughs> moved forward in unison, glancing towards the right. That's when we saw it. I wonder what they saw. Let's find out. About two houses away. A vertically barren front yard of a suburban home beside some bushes was a dark figure. It was someone, something, or something in dark robes. No face, no features at all, just the robe. Now this figure didn't acknowledge us, not yet. Instead walked or moved in a certain way. I can't articulate it correctly. As if it was walking in circles slowly, without really walking. It held something that was uh, blowing in the wind. And yes, the wind picked up a little bit as well. Another odd element was that the light illuminated of somewhat. There was a street light a few houses up, but it wasn't strong enough to illuminate the figure that it was. Tom and I were frozen. In fact, I'm almost as frozen as I write this. I ain't gonna lie, I'm pretty high 
reading this story that I've never read before, just hoping to be some good content, and now I'm fucking frozen too. I'm Tom, I'm frozen like Tom and this other motherfucker, damn it. Son of a bitch. Anyway, Tom and I were frozen. In fact, I'm still as frozen as the fact that I wrote this. It's been a while since I have thought about that night. So there we stood, frozen in fear, staring at the dark mover, figure moving, not doing anything, just moving. It was holding something, or perhaps it was blowing in the wind with, uh, you know, like a baggy robe kind of th- kind of thing I'm getting, like baggy robe, robe Jones, that's what I'm getting. Uh, that's, a, that's a Taz reference. Anyway, we stared at this thing. I don't know how long until... It stopped suddenly, looked up at us, and it finally alarmed, was finally alarmed by our presence. So all this time, they didn't see him, and then when they finally seen him, it shit themselves. Anyway, we, scot- we stopped. I mean, uh, it stopped and looked at us, and it was alarmed by our presence, ladies and gentlemen. That was enough for us. We ran away as fast as we could. We cut through the side street. That led us to a parallel. That led us to parallel streets in my neighborhood. The street led to a slight hill. As we rounded the corner, started running up the hill in panic. We stopped because on the top of that hill, we saw another dark figure with his arms raised. We turned around, ran away in the direction of Tom's house, which was a distance at least five miles away. We ran. Time stood still. The next thing I remember, we're laying in the middle of the courtyard of some neighborhood that we've never been to, grasping for breath. We sat up without saying a word. We walked in silence back to the house. The air felt normal again, although we felt like we were in a haze of sorts, but we were out of danger. I fell asleep at his house, woke up the next morning and went home. A few days later, I rode my bike to the location. Perhaps it was a shadow play, perhaps there was a certain tree or bush, maybe a sign for sale, or something that made it look like there was something else there. Nothing. It was open yard. Tom and I didn't speak of that night for a long time. Years later, I brought it up. He replied, yeah, what the hell was that? As if no time was passed. What was it? I have no idea. We hadn't taken any drugs. We we don't do alcohol. I often wonder what it could have been haunting. A specter, a ghost, etc. Maybe it was an alien abduction or a sighting. We saw no craft. The fuck was it then? If you didn't see a bit. Okay, they saw no craft, no UFO, no nothing. Maybe it was some other kids fucking with him. They don't know. All they know is they weren't prepared. These kids sound like some Boy Scouts, so they should have known the fucking model. Be prepared and have toilet paper and water. That's the Boy Scouts model. Anyway, that was 25 years ago, give or take. And yes, this is a true story. Sadly, my friend Tom passed away a few months ago. I thought of this night during his funeral. I thought of returning to that site. I thought of the odd coincidence and unexpected surprise, surprising death, just like my classmate that night. Is there a connection? Were we seeing, were we seeing the future, fate of one of us, which sadly fell upon my best friend Tom, which was all the same. Was it dual, dual hallucination? Still haunts me to this time. Damn.
First of all, bro, sorry about your friend Tom. Second of all, what the fuck was that shit? See, I don't care how old you guys are. You guys gotta have a weapon on you. Um, play by the rules, kids. Play by the rules. Do you get what I'm saying? I mean, if you're 18, you can legally buy a gun. 21, you can op if your county or city permits it, you can open carry it. Or you can get a concealed carry permit. Um, always have a pocket knife on you. Always have pepper spray on you. If you could have a taser on you, always have it. Because if Tom and this other gentleman were prepared, like they teach him in, in scouts and shit, these motherfuckers could have tased. They could have tased the robe figure, shot the robe figure, or or maced the robe figure. So they weren't prepared, and they didn't have toilet paper and water, so they were some shitty scouts. Anyway, this one's called The Whispers, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wait, no, let's do this one instead. This one's called The Little Boy With No Eyes. Oh, shit. One night when I was 10, I was asleep in bed and was woken up by my bedroom door opening. Then someone sitting on my bed. I felt the gaze on, I felt the graze of my leg and the bed sink. Fucking marijuana. We gonna start over. That means I gotta take another hit. Alright, motherfuckers. One night when I was 10 years old, I was asleep in bed and was woken up by my bedroom door opening. Then someone sitting on my bed, I felt the graze on my leg and the bed sink in as they sat, thinking it was my mom having something to tell me. I opened my eyes and see a pale eyeless, just empty black sockets boy who seemed to be my age, sitting at the foot of my bed with his legs crossed, staring at me, facing my direction, since it had no eyes. First of all, fuck that shit. Second of all, he reached his hand towards me and was holding what looked like a little black box. I was freaked out, but as I reached to grab it, he hesitantly pulled it back. I reached out further, and he said, and I reached out further and said, give it. As I did, I blinked at the time, reopened my eyes, he was gone. The spot of the bed where he was sitting was lifted into a black imprint, like someone was sitting there still present. I told my mom the next morning she was slightly freaked out, but assured me I was just dreaming. Fast forward for five years later, I had my girlfriend over to do homework that night. After homework, she took a nap while she waited for her parents to pick her up. Motherfucker, you didn't make a move? She went to sleep instead, you fucking losers. Anyway, when they arrived, I tried waking her up to let her know. I nudged her, she opened her eyes. I don't know if I should be this high at night reading this to you guys, man. Stop being a fucking pussy, Manson. Stop being a fucking pussy and read the story for the people. 
You're just you're just high and you're just tripping. You're just high and you're just tripping. Alright, here we go. Fast forward five years later, I had my girlfriend over to do homework. After the homework, she took a nap. She waited for her parents to pick her up. When they arrived, I tried waking her to let her know. I nudged her. She opened her eyes. So sudden, already looking in the direction of the corner of the room where the wall meets the ceiling, lifting her finger and pointed. As fast as she woke, she fell asleep again. I attempted to wake her up. She came to full consciousness. I asked her, what the hell was that about? And explained what she just did. She said, oh, I thought I was dreaming. But up on the wall, I saw a little boy with no eyes just there in a Spider-Man pose staring at me. What the fuck? That's when I freaked out. And I told her the story of my first time when I saw the same kid. Holy shit. Fast forward another five. What's up with these five year span? Must happen in five year spurts. Alright, fast forward another five years. Still with the same girlfriend. By this time we had a two year old daughter. Good for you, bro. I was kind of worried about you on the first part of that story, but good for you. Anyway, we're living in my old bedroom at my parents' house. They must be from the valley. My daughter would uh, wake up at the same time every night and start talking. For a while, we thought it was normal baby thing, you know, until we noticed almost the same conversation every night. I playfully asked for one night who she was talking to every night. She responded, a little boy. He talks to me. He's nice. He's lost and looking for his mommy. I told my mom what happened the next morning, and before I go tell her what I thought, she said, Remember when that happened to you and your girlfriend? I have no idea what that is. By then, neither my girlfriend nor I have seen the little boy since our first encounter. But my daughter talks to him every night. Wow, son. I'm too high for this fucking horror story shit. This, this, this was a good idea on paper, y'all. Because like I said, I got podcasts listed, already ready to go, ready to go. I'm a week ahead, two weeks ahead. I don't know. This this was a good idea on paper. You know what I'm saying? I got subjects up the ass. This was a good idea on freaking paper, y'all. Now that I'm sitting here... In the dark, stoned off my ass, this fucked up music playing in the background, reading you guys these fucked up stories to keep you entertained during your 9 to 5, your workout, before you go to sleep, on your whatever you guys do, running your errands. This is for y'all. This is for stop being a fucking pussy, Manson. This is just ghost stories. They are not fucking real. They are not fucking real. If I see a little boy at the end of my bed tonight with no fucking eyes, I'm going to shoot that motherfucker dead in the fucking eyes. I'm going to shoot him. I'm not fucking around. I'm not fucking around. I will blast at a fucking ghost. I'm so fucking... One more hit before we do another story, y'all. Should we do the whisper? Mm-hmm. 
ain't nothing like a little bit of marijuana. You wanna smoke some? I know you wanna. It's a lot safer than big pharma. Do you wanna smoke some marijuana? This is a story I don't often tell. <laughs> this is a story I don't often tell, but when I do, I drink Dos Equis. I promise sincerely, here we go. When I was a child, I was scared of the dark. Hey, it's cool, all kids are. I swore to my mother I heard voices in it. They were not evil, but they were familiar, and that's why they scared me. It was not uncommon in the middle of the night for me to wake up and hear whispers as I uh, would, calling them, asking my mom, hey. She figured, hey, it's just bumps in the night, you know, typical kid shit, nightmare shit, you know. She tried to explain that it's all in my head, but I still heard those familiar voices, and I can't turn it off like some people do. On some nights, I would get so scared from these whispers that I would sleep in my mom's bed with her. And it was an added bonus. That bathroom was directly outside. That bathroom was directly outside her bedroom for my late night tinkles. Wow, tinkles, huh? Why don't you just say you gotta take a piss? Anyway, I imagine a girl's telling this story. I should add to this point by walking into the hall to go to the bathroom. You look directly down at the stairs that would lead into the living room. That would lead into my living room on the first floor as my mom's bedroom was on the second floor. On one such night around Christmas, I woke up and felt the relief and felt the need to relieve. I needed to take a piss. This person needed to take a fucking piss. I, but when she opened the door, she heard the phrase look and to my astonishment, a red light, almost like a spotlight was cast upon the wall at the very bottom of the stairs. The light had no other source. It was by itself and it was transfixed by it. Being a smart little kid, and it only being a few days from Christmas, I knew what it was. It was fucking Santa. You know, that fat bastard that fucking has children sit on his lap, and he, he fucking asks for cookies and has them sit on his lap. Fuck that motherfucker. Anyway, how else could he get into my house? Oh, oh. I thought it was a girl telling the story. It was Santa. How else could he have gotten to my house to know I was such a good little boy? I was so excited. I began walking down the stairs to greet him. Picking up my pace after a second, it began to creep off the wall and fade into the darkness of my living room. Then that's when I heard a very strong masculine voice, different from the first, not all like my father's. His isn't masculine at all. <laughs> he just He just outed his dad. Stop right there. Stop right now. Go back upstairs. I turned around, and what happened next, I am not sure. I believe if someone had told me the story after reaching the top of the stairs, I heard a very loud crash. It sent me running back to my mother's bed where I jumped straight under the covers and stayed there the whole night. Maybe his dad was drunk and pissed off because you outed him and he fell into the Christmas tree, motherfucker. Did you ever think about that? Anyway... I listened, turned around, what's going to happen next? I'm not sure. The next morning, when I woke up, the poinsettia lights on the Christmas tree that my mother had put in on the railing downstairs were pulled straight down the bottom of the stairs, some broken from what could have been a forceful tear, laying in a single pile. 
the dry skin of my living room, the, the dry sink of my living room had fallen from the wall. My mother could not explain it. My father was worried we had been victims of a home invasion. My sister was crying. There was nothing missing. Nobody had broken into it. There did not seem to be any reason that this had happened. And then I saw it. I kept quiet about it because I was afraid that, you know, I could not force it out of my mouth. There on the edge of the wooden dry sink, which began facing up, were three indications where the finish of the wood had been worn. Almost in a forceful grip, something down there had grabbed it and threw it down. That was what the bang was. I was mortified. After that day, I never heard a single voice again. I do not like to imagine what was, you know, waiting down those stairs for me that night. It was Santa. He found out you were a bad boy. He didn't like them generic ass cookies that you fucking bought him with that fucking almond milk that you left out for him. And he was pissed, so he ripped your mom's poinsettias and took a shit in front of your uh, fireplace. That's what happened. That's what happened. Alright, y'all. I'm high. I'm tripped out. It's late. I'm fucking tired. I'm gonna do one more of these sons of bitches. Just one fucking more. And hope I don't shit myself like little Reese did when he got jumped. Because I'll make it all better by showing out a fat wad of cash. Fucking fat wad of cash. That I got from my record deal. Hell yeah. I forgot to tell you guys. I signed a big record deal. Yeah. They're gonna keep my masters. They're gonna tell me what to do. They're gonna tell me how to dress. They're gonna tell me who to who to work with. They're gonna tell me what kind of music to make. You know, they're gonna give me a million dollars and I get to bring home a hundred thousand of it and blow it all on jewelry and face tattoos. So, fuck yeah, I can't wait. Emilio Manson is gonna blow up, ladies and gentlemen. I will be a pop star. Yeah. Just kidding. Fuck that lame ass shit. Stay true to yourself. <sighs> Take a deep breath. This one's about Ouija boards. <sighs> Take a hit. Take a hit, Manson. Take a hit. It's cool. It's cool. Fuck pussy. Before I get into this story, I want to tell you guys a quick little story real quick. When I went to that Eric Church concert on the second night, I fucked up on my keto diet and threw myself out of ketosis for an, uh... Two edibles. Two edibles. One was a Keith Cola. And the other one is, uh, I forgot what it's called, but it's 100 milligrams. 
in, uh, I think, a 16-ounce bottle. The Keef Colas are weak. Those fuckers are only, like, 5 or 10 milligrams. Uh, most of them are, anyway. But this other drink I had was a whole 100 milligrams. Like, you're only supposed to take a cap full. And I drank the Keef Cola and the whole fucking 100 milligram marijuana drink and smoked a whole bunch of shit before I walked to the Pepsi Center and I didn't feel it. I didn't feel nothing. I was there in line at the Pepsi Center. Fine. Went through security. Fine. Got to the seats. Fine. Once the show started, I was fine. Uh, you know, I was, I was stoned. I was high, but I was fine. And then, you know, um, something happened when he started, uh, when he started doing some of it, which is my favorite song of his. I don't know how I love all this guy's music, but for some reason, a song that barely came out on a new album is my favorite song of all time. But he did this weird version of some of it, uh, like stripped down. And just the way he had the lights, all that marijuana, that Keith Cola, and that 100 milligram drink hit me at fucking once. And I was tripping balls. I was tripping fucking balls. Because all that shit hit me at once. At once. I was like those memes on fucking Instagram. You know which ones I'm talking about. When the edibles kick in and it just has a motherfucker all plowed. I'm just sitting there with a fucking twisted swirl face. Looking at everybody at the fucking Pepsi Center. And they're looking at me like it's this bastard about to OD in front of us. No, because it's marijuana, dumb fuck. You can't OD off that shit. I'm just tripping balls, checking out your label. Let's get to behind the shower curtain, y'all. Mm-hmm. In seventh grade, me and my friends went over to Mary's house intent on playing with her mom's Ouija board that night. None of us had played with one before. Mary's mom was an extremely spiritual person who believed in energies, witchcraft, you know, shit like that. Before we used the board, Mary warned us that her mom would be really pissed off if she found out that we were playing with it because Ouija boards can... <coughs> fucking A. Can attract bad spirits into the home. With full knowledge of this, we were like, fuck it, and decided to play anyway. So this Ouija board was from Parker Brothers. Or was it Mattel? Or was it a dollar store knockoff? No, I'm kidding. Hold up. Take another hit. Take another hit. Pause for the cause. This hit's for charity, y'all. This hit of marijuana is goes to a charity of your choice. Because they should use marijuana as medicine. Because it's much better than all the other dangerous crap out there. Anyway, 
this Ouija board ain't like, just like DDPY, this ain't your mama's yoga. This Ouija board wasn't like your average Ouija board that you had ever seen. Along with the usual characteristics, you know, the alphabet, the yes, the no, the goodbye, there was an entire array of symbols and signs that were all arranged in a circle. It was some seriously, you know, intricate shit. It was some serious intricate shit going on here with this Ouija board. We just started goofing around and communicating with random spirits here and there until we finally met one that had us in tears the entire sleepless night. First we asked the spirit, was it a man or a woman? She replied, man. Then we asked if it killed. Then we asked if he was killed. Murder. That freaked us out only a little bit, but we were mostly excited. All of a sudden, before we asked another question, the, the glass goes to the eyeball symbol and spells out IN goes to the water symbol we didn't have no clue what that meant it was too scary until the spirit spelled out shower S-H-O-W-E-R my friend realized that the spirit was trying to get us to look into the shower yo I got chills just now y'all we froze. I've never been so scared in my entire fucking life. They don't say fucking. I'm putting my own twists. Twist key on it. Twists. Twists. Um, especially sitting directly in front of the bathroom with a shower curtain. All the way closed. Faced in my direction. We all screamed and promised our and our friendship that we had not moved. That, that we had not moved it to ourselves. Very important promise. I felt like I was being watched. My friends thought so too. It was only four of us, and I believe in my heart that none of them had moved because we were all too nervous to do anything. I'll never use a Ouija board again because of how crazy intense that night was. I understand that people say Ouija boards are controlled by your subconscious. This one actually does say fuck that. It has F star star K that. I know I felt something in that room. And it was dangerous. I hope you dumb bitches fucking told it goodbye properly. Because if not, it's probably still haunts your bitch ass with that dirty ass shower curtain. Because I know some of you bitches out there can't clean the house worth of shit. That might be a little sexist. I'm just saying... Gay guys are pieces of shit, too. Fuck it. I had to get your mind off the Ouija board story, because this was a pretty weird podcast. I was not expecting it to go this way. That's just a random cat sound. Like... It sounds like Donald Trump stuck his fucking pinky up a fucking kitten's asshole. That's what that shit sounds like. (laughs) And then had fucking Kim Jong-un smell it. And then decided to order some food. <laughs> you're fucking asshole, Manson. You're a fucking asshole. Um, let's see what else there is, man. Let's see what we got. What we got? All right, fuck it. One more. One more. This is the encore. 
I wish my president would get his fingers out of a kitten's asshole. Because the sound is annoying. And let's not get political, people. I'm an independent Democrat Republican. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> I'm a rapper with a podcast. I rap about the truth movement. I can give a fuck about your political views. This one's called The Other Room. This is the last one. You guys got me to hang out with you guys a little more. Fuck it. Let's do this. This one is called The Other Room. This is one my dad told me. Not my dad. My dad has cooler stories than this shit. When he went, when he and his uh, brother were younger, they took a job to clean some old lady's attic. The lady lived in one of those regular story houses with normal attic space, you know, where you can't stand up fully and have to stoop down and crawl everywhere and get tetanus by the nails and, you know, hunt virus from the... You know, see, I'm making your story better, fucker. Anyway, they've been hearing animals crawling around up there. And, uh, you know, animals crawling, moving around. Hey, it's a fucking attic. You know, shit's getting chewed up. But for some reason, the attic only had one crawl space. And it was in the living room off to one side. So they pulled the folding ladder, put it underneath, and my uncle climbed up and pushed the door up. He popped his head through, and the attic dimensions of the space were damaged was an exact replica of the living room underneath it complete with lighting and doorways leading to god knows where my dad was standing underneath looking up he could tell something wasn't right by the light the way it was coming off the roof it looked too far up like getting vertigo my uncle closed the door apologized to the lady they took a (laughs) they both took off My dad said that his brother wouldn't talk to him until they were about a mile away. He said he just saw that look on his face when his brother said, We've got to go. He didn't argue. Is there more to this fucking story? That one was lame. Do you guys hear that shit? That's literally what it sounds like by my house in the fucking winter because fucking coyotes, man. Fucking coyotes. I can even hear them in the summer still. I bet you now here late as fuck at night, I bet you if we walked outside, I bet you bitch ass if we walked out fucking side, we would uh hear the same fucking effects and shit. Guarantee it. I guarantee double dog T it. Well, guys, how was story time with uh, your Uncle Manson? How was it, John? Was it good? Did you guys have fun? I had a, I, it was my first time doing a podcast like this. Um, it ain't going to be my last. I'm just going to do it during the fucking day and maybe not get as high. Because this was some shit, y'all. You know what I'm saying? This was... 
I was too high to read these stories, y'all. Can't believe I made it through it. I wanted to tap out halfway. Not tap out on the smoke. I kept smoking. I wanted to tap out on the... On the motherfucking... What's it called? On the stories, man. Especially that little boy with no eyes. You know what I'm saying? That was the second story and I wanted to tap the fuck out. So, you know... Before we wrap things up, though, guys, I just want to say thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Mind of Manson podcast, which is sponsored by Anchor Podcast, fully funded by me. It's available wherever you guys get your podcasts, y'all. So shout out to you uh, Spotify users, you know, your Apple podcast users, your motherfucking Stitcher radio users, you know, the... You know, what else? The Google Podcast users? I'm everywhere, y'all. How else am I getting heard in fucking India and overseas? That's some dope shit. You know what I'm saying? So make sure you download. Make sure you follow the podcast, Mind of Manson Podcast. That's M-A-N-S-Y-N. We kick ass every Monday with a brand new episode. I got a brand new album out, Red Rum. 11 banging new fucking tracks. Got a video out for End of the World. That shit's on YouTube. YouTube slash 8305TV. Got a new single out. Got two new singles out. FEMA, F-E-M-A, Feed Every Mind Alive. That's everybody's favorite song on YouTube right now. And I just dropped Pretty Lady. So, the, the whole album is a banger. The whole album is a banger. I am making beats and instrumentals for my third album and writing to the third album as we fucking speak. It is June. I will start recording my third album in July and have that motherfucker done in October. And I will either put it out myself or uh, pretty much I'll be trying for a distribution deal. You know, so we'll see what happens. But either than other than that, man, I got some banging music on the way. Follow me on all the social medias. Like me on Facebook. Fucking follow me on Instagram. M-A-N-S-Y-N-8305. Catch me on Twitter at E-Manson. Um, real talk though, I hardly use the Facebook page. And I hardly use the Twitter page. Everything I do is through Instagram. So that's my main deal. That's my main source of fucking social media right there. I, I got all of them. I got all of them. But I use IG the most. So... For the most content, the most updates, you know, find out when I, when I drop a new song, you know, find out when a new episode of the podcast drops, you know, just follow me on, follow me on, follow me on all the bullshit, you know, just, you know, shout out to y'all, shout out to y'all, shout out to you and yours, um, this was, uh, story time with, uh, story time with your Uncle Manson, and, Thanks for listening, y'all. Good night.